Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I would like yeah, Casey it- and Joe to fight. Okay. You know, they're both the audio guys. Um, and audio losing... Guy. Either one of them would be devastating uh, to us. So, yeah, let's, let's just make them fight. Why not? Cool. It is at this point getting late in the afternoon, which, because this is winter, it also means that the sun is setting soon. Uh, the dinner bell rings across the ship, and uh, ding, those ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I gotta go check with Travis. I gotta go check with Travis. I guess I'll be back. Yeah, we gotta double check. There's no. I'll go with you. I don't. There's no way to know the difference. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the, the way I kind of think dinner works on the ship is those who are on duty, there are people who, who will bring them meals and whatnot. Like, you know, we see a montage of, of places around the ship where, where people are being brought food. Folks like Bathroom Barry, folks like Spit, folks like the captain have crew members bringing them a package of food where your group returns to your usual spot in Dreft's office where you take your meal with Travis. Was that you earlier, Bill? Well, when you came and brought me the book, yeah, that was me. Ah, okay. All right, all right, all right. Am I, if the sun is down, I am man. Or is the sun So if the sun, the sun is setting, yeah, you can decide, did you transform before or are you transforming now? Eh, now. And I will ask, as I will ask, you know, I think from now on, have you made any preparations to transform i don't think so because you know we're on the ship and or you know what actually i think this is the perfect time to try it out Mm, very low stakes maybe that's why we're the three of us are there is to be like well let's observe yeah so what we learned is that travis needs a measure of heart root tea which is not hard to find heart root on on this boat it is a common stock and store for pretty much any skyship you need that and you needed a piece of travis to make it work so i'm curious what that is Can it be just fur or hair, or does it have to be? I think so. I think it can kind of be anything. Uh, I feel like I will make the ruling, the less painful it is to collect, the less able it is to, you know, prevent pain, but like anything will, you know, help you out. Yeah, then I'll just put some bunny hair in there. As the sun disappears behind the horizon you feel yourself begin to change. Normally, this is a moment of sharp, electric pain. Really, a a bouquet of agony. All of these different terrible sensations weave together and overwhelm your senses, always leaving you with a feeling of being drained, panting. But Even though there is still an ache this time, even though there are still some of the sharp edges that you've grown so accustomed to, now they are duller. They are less jagged. They don't sink into your bones. 
I want to emphasize that here in this moment, you are still experiencing something that I think would bring any other person to their knees. But Travis has been living with this for a very long time. And even a reduction in the experience is noticeable. I think that once it's done, he kind of like looks at his hand, like he like checks his body to make sure that it's like done because it just didn't, because it didn't feel the same. You know, his first thought is like, Oh, it must not have the transformation must not have worked because it was. Yeah. And I'll just roll here. Oh, we did get a despair. So Travis does have bunny ears and a big bunny (laughs) nose with huge whiskers. But Oh, he's also got a fluffy little tail. Here's the thing that bothers me most is Bunny Travis used to be sexy, and James has decided to give in to the woke mob and make Bunny <laughs> Travis uh, not sexy oh. now. It's like, where was this going? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, See, I, I, <laughs> Space Jam has been like so far out of the news that I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his uniform is a lot more practical now. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Well, I, I mean, he's really, he's just curvy in a different way. That's the thing that's upsetting about it. Uh, we're not going to get into Space Jam. No, we're, we're going to get into Space Jam, Jam 2 and how we all used to want to fuck the bunny and now we don't want to fuck the bunny. <laughs> and now we want to respect the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come I'm to Space Jam to respect to see the bunny, the bunny as an athlete. Why? Why? Gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do, I do think that it, it's like not that he thought that he was being lied to about this working, but it was also like, you know, almost like a too good to be true thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's, there's no way that it, it could really be that, that much, yeah, easier. I, I, I think that that is a thing that, especially because of the experience that Travis went through with Margaret. And, you know, now facing the things that he has done now, like for really in the last year or so, Travis has for the first time attempted to change intentionally. Travis has for the first time opened up about some of the things that he has gone through in his life and received like sympathy and, you know, willingness of people to help him. Travis has spent a very long time in not only not asking for help, but really making no attempt to solve any of his own problems. And there is a weight there of God just looking for answers brought a solution that I could have been living with this whole time. Mm. And I have to imagine you have mixed feelings about that. Is this something that he would have... She didn't tell Travis anything that was like I don't I don't know something that he couldn't have found out on his own about the tea and the transformation. I, I think one of the frustrating things is you don't know. You literally don't know. Like we, we've talked about changelings before. Travis's history with them, like he knows there are other changelings, and he used to run grifts with one of them, but like. He hasn't had many relationships with other changelings, partially because they're uncommon, but also partially because he didn't seek it out. So if there was a community that knew about this sort of thing, he wouldn't have access to it. You know, like there's got to be an element of this, like you literally don't know if this was accessible information. You made this big gamble that has obligated you to some huge things and you don't even know how valuable what you got out of it is. Hmm. Can you remind me what Travis has to do to is – is it the same sort of thing to change at will? To change at will, there needs to be a specific negotiation with the Forest Queen. You kind of have to split the day and night cycle. I I had mentioned earlier that it was 12 hours. Some people very politely on Twitter pointed out to me that I had mentioned before that changeling changes are actually attached to the sun rising and setting. So in winter and summer, the time is different. But you basically have to break up 
the hours of the day kind of evenly. If you were going to get 10 hours of night that day, you need to spend 10 hours as a man and the rest of the time as an animal. But there is flexibility in that and it can be worked out with the forest queen directly. Okay. That's not a conversation I'm up to having just yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, Gable, Jonnet, you have just watched Travis transform. I mean, there was the same horrible sounds, some of them, you know, like shouts of pain, a lot of crackling and goop noises. The goopening has taken place. But, you know, you see your friend, like, feeling his face and, and whatnot. What do you do? So, how did that? How was that for you? Not bad. Not good. But not bad. Okay. There you go. All right. That's an experiment. Uh, Hypothesis. Result. Conclusions. Conclusion? Isn't it strange to get something you've wanted for so long? And to feel let down. What do you mean? Why are you feeling let down? I just thought it would be different. I don't know why or how. It is different. what I imagined. It's a... I mean, I heard less audible screaming. Mm-hmm. It Did worked. you want it to feel pleasant? Did you no. want it... No. Everything happened exactly how I thought it would. Okay. That sounds like... What you, I mean, here's the thing. Talking with you about any other thing, it always sounds like everything happens exactly the way you thought it would. Now it actually did. And you seem lost in it? Not, not you. like, you can never be satisfied. You can never be happy because happiness is always a goal that is just beyond your reach because you are putting it beyond your own reach. It's kind of like you've 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 built this personality trait and cultivated it over uh, many lifetimes, and now you're kind of at odds with it, and this is your own doing. Like unhappiness is part of your identity, and you don't know what you would do if you weren't unhappy. So you're deciding to become even more unhappy just because that's what's familiar to you. And and without and also we sh- we should reiterate that how you don't die and so like if you go down this path and continue like Mm. you know it's probably just gonna make it more insurmountable feeling really hard to unpack over time so if you don't deal with it now you're never going to that's yeah gable Gable, that's that's very important if you don't deal with this now if you don't deal with this now Mm -hmm. it's only gonna feel worse yes Uh, I think at that, Travis looks down at his dinner plate and just says, "Hmm. pot roast again. Okay. Okay. You get, uh, as you do that, as you try to like compartmentalize and and dissociate yourself from the situation, you do feel a slight tugging, a slight tightness. It's not painful, but it is a reminder on your ring and pinky finger. Hmm. The invisible threads of Margaret's promises uh, that that you've made are there. The ring finger, your relationship to Margaret herself, and the pinky, uh, the last promise that you made Margaret. The promise that you would try to live. That's why I'm eating, aren't I? Oh, you say aloud. <laughs> okay. You know what? I, let's let's break through. Let's 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 say, uh, fuck it. Why won't you mail your wife? What? Why won't you mail your wife? Like in a package? Why won't you? Why why won't you mail Margaret? Why aren't you ma- mailing Margaret? Like writing her a letter? Why are you saying it like that? Why Why don't you talk to your why wife? Why won't you what? mail her? Why, why won't, won't you mail her? her? Why you that's don't mail not, her? That's mail not Margaret. how you... you Travis, mail, mail Margaret. Why aren't you mailing Margaret? <laughs> <laughs> because you, mail, you can't no text mailer. her. You can't send her a phone call no. in this world. Why won't you, you mail, mail her? her? You mail her a letter. This man you no mail, mail Margaret. 
Why would you mail Margaret? You mail the thing that is being brought by courier. You don't (laughs) mail the person that the thing is being curried to. It's a it's a verb. Funny man, no mail Margaret. (laughs) First of all, I'm I'm gonna rule. I am gonna rule that like we're using mail in the way that people use call. Uh, uh, in our world, I I feel like this is this is normal. This I is how people it. say it. I verbed yes. it for you. You could <laughs> you just say, mail. You, you can't mail call. after the first date. You gotta wait three days to send the mail, and then and then wait four to seven business days for the mail to get to her. <laughs> then that's romance. <laughs> <laughs> because well, she's I got a new thing. I'm sending a package. <laughs> Oh, you can't send a package. They can't send a package. It's too new. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Why won't you mail a letter to Margaret? You don't need to stay here. You don't need to be on the Uhuru. If you want to be with her, do, do something. If we were supposed to be together, we would be together. That's Travis. That is, if if you if you, I okay. Then here's one of those things because yes, and he points to his head. I do sort of have you know a a a, a I, I can speed dial the future. All right, it's it's kind of it's something speed I can what do. the future. I can speed mail, speed mail the future. <laughs> and, and so she's got me on speed mail. I'm number three on speed mail after one date. Uh, I I have this ability, but I also believe that you you can see what might happen in the future and you might see what you want in the future but if you don't take steps to actualize it and make that for yourself and take that then it's not gonna happen it's a possible future Jonet, have you ever seen something in the future and changed it i mean yeah, for the sake of this, he probably wouldn't. He probably normally wouldn't wear wear this to like dinner. But for the sake of this, he pulls. He doesn't even say anything. He just holds up the Kasari Gama. Eh. Yes, but you you saw yourself giving that to yourself. Have you ever seen something, done something now, and made that thing not happen? This is really important, Tyler. I would like you to make. An arcane check or or a knowledge roll uh, because arcane. this is a really pointed question that gets to the heart of your power and how it works. How does time Zoop. travel work in in our universe? Oh or God. not time travel, I guess, but butterfly effect. Yeah. So this is this is hard. This is a okay. good opportunity to entreat luminaries or, or you know do things like that if you feel your role isn't up to snuff. I've bullied Tyler into playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> My character should not open. forgive you. I mean, you can say what you want about bullying, but it gets results. That's Gotta. And the results are it makes right. people play role-playing games. Ugh. Aha! That is three successes. Jonet, you think about what Travis says right now. You think about seeing the future and the way a lot of people have talked about what being a seer is to you but most of these people have been talking to you from the position of not actually having your abilities these Mm -hmm. are things that they have read about people who have written about people who have abilities like yours they are beliefs and projections that they have come up with things that they have told you about yourself but you know how your powers work your powers show you pathways and you choose which ones to walk. Word. It's not um, that you're seeing a future that you're fated to have. You're seeing a future that you can have, and you've chosen to step toward it every time. Travis, the life that you want to lead is a conscious choice every single day. If you don't go after it, then 
It's not your life. It's someone else's. Or is it the life that you were always meant to have? No. That you were always going no. to have? It's not. Literally, <laughs> literally not. It's not. It's not. I'm, you're getting okay, no, very no, no. frustrated with me. And I'm not being obtuse on purpose. Well, you'll know when I'm being obtuse on purpose. <laughs> oh, we never know when you're being obtuse on purpose because you're always obtuse. <laughs> yes, but sometimes it's genuine. It, but it's it, you're you're setting yourself up for failure by always being obtuse. So the times when you're being obtuse, and genuinely, you've already predetermined, you've already primed the audience to not <laughs> take what you say seriously. I don't. I certainly don't. All right, I have an idea. We, in this moment. I'm going to take a little peep into the future for a small future. And I'm willing to do this for me because you are apparently very afraid to do anything for your own life. I want Jonnet to look just a little, a little look into my future and then I will promise to change it. It can be very small. Oh, this, this is, is worth fun. It. Uh, and then, so jo- in this, uh, Jonnet, Jonnet gets a very coy smile, smirk on his face. And, I don't know, Gable, if, uh, if you want to look into your future, it might cost you. <laughs> okay, now we are talking. <laughs> Finally, Jonnet, you have learned something from me. Cost you? Cost, cost I me? I don't know. Uh, 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 great power comes with great price. I don't, I don't need to do this. I'm doing this for Travis and his mental well-being. I don't need to change anything about my future. Everything looks fine and dandy for me. Well, prove it. Put some money on the line. Okay. 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 How about, how about, okay, you know, you don't, you don't even have to, I won't make you part with a single, uh, a single bit, all right? Uh, but all right, name your, what's your price, John? What's your price? One sword swing. I get to swing the sword. Oh. Anything I want, one time. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Caveat, it cannot be me. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is not your exchange. This is not. Yeah. No, 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 is dependent on how pleasant the future you see. Oh dang! You're you're already admitting that I might see some things that are so messed up that I get more swings of your sword. Absolutely, because I listen. It's been a rough go, and I don't think it's gonna get me. Either. I thought we were just gonna be like, "Whoa, is Gable gonna take two sips of water or one?" Honestly, I thought we were we were talking like in the, in the immediate ten minutes as well. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to wait eight months to find out if he changed it or not. Okay. Well, well here, here's the thing: we're talking about Jonnet's powers. Jonnet, I think, definitely can intentionally look into the future. I don't think he can control how far. So, like, that's the thing. This is going to be a roll for sure. Okay. I have drawn yeah. a luminary here, so I will know the theme of what we're about to discover about the future. But first, I want Jonnet to make a roll. This is an arcane check. Um, this is a spell, so it will cost two strain. Um, and you are going to be rolling against... You're just trying to basically look into the future, any future you can imagine. This is going to be two red dice that you're rolling against. Um, two red dice. I think he should get an extra blue one because I've made him some heart root tea with broken up clock pieces in it so that he can decide. <laughs> mm. Yeah. John, it did not drink that tea because it was full of sharp metal springs that can hurt a growing boy. Like, clearly, it was it was more spring than tea. Just chew it. <laughs> chew the springs. Just be chew the springs. Says Travis, like, with a mouthful of blood. <laughs> I, I'm seeing it in the future right now. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's go. All right. So that's going to be two successes and one advantage. 
hell yeah. Okay, so you are going to be able to like rein this in a little bit, which is good. I just need to pull up and flip over. I can't. It's, oh, I can't. it's the Rasalka. <laughs> it's green screen it's the Rasalka. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the Mario Mario or the Luigi <laughs> Mario. It is the Rasalka. All right, oh. so now. Wow. God, oh, helpful? this is. So, I was just I, trying I, to make for, the. Uh, there we go. The Rasalka's themes are temptation, desire, and longing. We cut to a future. It is not 10 minutes into the future. I am going to rule that although Jonnet rolled well on his roll, that instead of, you know, looking at something small, he is going to look at something important, something big, something that could make a critical difference at the right time. Gable looks pretty beat up, like they have been through a huge battle. We can see that next to them, there is their flaming greatsword on the ground. They are on one knee, braced, and above them, floating above them, is a magnificent creature with beautiful gold and white wings that have hundreds of eyes all turned on Gable. There is a delicate hand extended towards Gable with a graceful gesture. And there is not a voice exactly, but a kind of communication. And Gable is settled with the feeling in this vision that if they take that hand, all of the difficulty they have faced, all of the terrible things that they have done, the pain and the weight that they carry around with them will be forgiven and they will be unburdened. Gable extends a hand forward. And the vision stops. Dang it. Yeah, I was really hoping to just see some salt or something. Should have chewed the springs. Yeah, <laughs> springs. Hey heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, I am excited because we are currently one week away from the first episode featuring our new cast member playing Captain Oromar Vale. Most folks are going to find out who the new captain is when the episode comes out, but if you happen to be a Patreon backer or subscribe to the Skyjack's mailing list, you'll have a chance to get a sneak preview. So head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast to sign up to be a backer, or if you don't have the cash, go to bit.ly slash Skyjack's crew to sign up for our mailing list. Not only will you get an early look at the captain, but you'll be the first to hear about all sorts of other exciting Skyjack's developments. And you can rest assured that we only use that mailing list when something exciting is afoot. But I sincerely hope all of our Skyjack's listeners are excited to give our new captain a warm welcome. And I'm very excited that we'll be able to answer all of your calls of ahoy with I. Heroes, if you like the world building I do here on this show, then you should join me tomorrow on the OneShot Twitch stream, where myself and my friend fantasy author Alexandra Rowland are going to be using exercises from my newest book, The Ultimate RPG Game Master's World Building Guide, to create a world of our very own before your eyes. And because it's a OneShot Twitch stream, we'll also be interacting with our audience. That stream's going to start up at 6 p.m. Central Time, and if you can't make it, don't worry, it will be archived. It's just definitely going to be a better experience if you're there live. That's 6 p.m. Central Time, July 29th at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. And if you'd like to do some world building of your own, you can pick up a copy of my new book wherever books are sold. Just head to bit.ly slash ultimateworldbuilding to get a list of online vendors. 
It's also available at all major brick and mortar retailers, and of course your favorite indie brick and mortar bookstore or friendly local game store. Just be sure to call ahead to make sure it's in because sometimes indies need to special order. Before we get back to the show, I'm going to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Henry G. Thank you. Kathleen Brewer. Thank you so much. Totally a real name. Thank you. Can Cakes. Thank you very much. Shanice Moore. Thank you. Zach Schultz. Thank you so much. Samuel Heitzer. Thank you very much. Ree Robson. Thank you. Ad Wish. Thank you. Colson Bernhardt. Thank you so much. AJ Rat Dude. Thank you very much. William Austin. Thank you. Lenny Jammin. Thank you very much. Catherine Reed. Thank you. Guy Dude. Thank you so much. Kelly McCoo. Thank you. Mia Dobbins. Thank you so much. Mike Hab. Thank you. Prowsey. Thank you very much. And Betty A. Thank you so much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to make this show without you. If you want to be a part of what makes this show amazing and you'd like access to cool Skyjacks rewards, head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to be a backer. A huge thank you to everyone who supports us already and everyone who's going to sign up in the future. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. Well, Gable, full disclosure. Think I saw something heavy. Okay, how many? How many swings? How many swings? I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a hard five. Wait, that wasn't the deal. The deal was like, if it's bad, you get less. Isn't oh, it? I heard I, that different. I, I also heard that different. I Wait, heard if it was, but that doesn't make any sense. Why would I give you more swings if it's bad for me? No, because it's, what, if it's if it's bad for you, it's bad for me. Cable, I don't know if you know this. I like you. I don't want bad things to happen to you. <laughs> Okay, well. Oh, he said it. He said it. <laughs> so I'm just. Uh, you can hear uh, choruses across the ship. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grow up. <laughs> There's the, the average age of this ship is 52. Well, well that's because we're counting Spit, who's an outlier right. and absolutely should not be counted. <laughs> well, and, um, and Gable and Travis. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But Spit might be older. Who knows? It, we The thing about this is every time somebody confesses any sort of feeling in the ship, literally everyone has to mm-hmm. erupt in a chorus of ooze that's just... That's how it goes. And whenever anyone kisses, everyone goes, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so. But if it's an, it's important. You're saying it's an important vision. I, I, I'm it willing to. Kind of feels important. I don't know. A uh, lot of eyes. It, uh, you know what? No, it, we've gone too many. We've gone too many times with saying, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this now. Saw a creature, a lot of eyes. Extended a hand, and uh, you y- extended a hand back. Oh. 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 Huh. Um, and I, so I, I feel like I need to apologize, because I didn't... I I knew that I could... I didn't, wasn't trying to look to pry, but 
I started to look and and it's almost like this wanted to be seen. Oh. Interesting. But not to not to, you know, detach from this, but to go back to my original point, Gable does have the choice, but now they have the information to make the choice. Whatever that choice might be. Was Travis in the vision? I didn't see him, but you know, he's usually around. He's usually around. Maybe I didn't want to be there. Maybe I chose maybe I chose not to be there. Fingers crossed you're dead. (laughs) Well there's like one eruption of laughter from the from from the crew. (laughs) One person (laughs) got him. (laughs) Thank you. John, was the was the presence could you feel a certain comfort? I'll say you did seem at ease. Hmm. Oh, man. All right. I just wanted to... Why did my eye got to be extra sometimes? (laughs) It's never easy. Mm -hmm. But here's what I'll do. There's no way to know what that means. But what is the magic that was used for the well? Like the binding promise magic? Yeah. I mean, essentially, it is an agreement that two people enter that they will not lie to one another. Or if they do lie, uh, it will reverberate in the glass. Margaret did the binding last time, but I'm assuming Travis knows how to do it because Mm -hmm. he's played the well before. Gable uh, also might know how to set up the well. I mean, probably not. You've been around. Probably not. I don't pay attention. (laughs) Travis, I will do this for you. I will make the promise to you that I will make the other choice. Hmm. Well, we know how to make a magic promise. You extend a pinky. Unless you're going to be a glum bum about it, then I won't. I can do both. What? <laughs> no, let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Pinky's up. <laughs> right as they're like interlocking fingers. Travis says, but how will we know whether or not it's the opposite choice that got you there? Fuck, man. I don't know. (laughs) And then, like. (laughs) (laughs) And you feel it. You feel the power of that promise. It is not just a simple set of words that you utter aloud when you clasp pinkies together you are making a commitment to one another and that commitment is reinforced by everything that your relationship is and your relationship carries a lot of weight because there is oh so much history and gable you know that if you do change course away from the promise there will be a consequence and I think Gable thinks it, it makes sense because breaking a promise to Travis at this point feels fixable. Interesting. Because we've got a better relationship. And we also have an ultimate promise. Like, as long as I fulfill that. Yeah. Okay. Your, your promise stacking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't worry about it. But Travis, you also know that there is a firm commitment to do this. Your friend is unflinchingly offered to do this just to prove to you that you can too. And it's harder to dismiss that now. I'll still try. I'll I'll mail your wife. (laughs) Mail my wife, please. I'll mail your wife. (laughs) Uh, They're mailing his wife. (laughs) I do appreciate that. You better. Gosh, I hate conversations with you. I hate it because we always have to invoke metaphysical and and spiritual and just things that if you just how would you just live? How would you just you just uh, yeah? Or, I, f- actually, I feel like you know what? 
I'm so sorry that after around 200 years, talking about the weather gets a little boring. Yeah, but it sometimes it feels like you substitute good decision making with blood magic and promises and <laughs> just... well sometimes after 200 years good decision making gets a little boring uh actually uh, if we're still connected to the pinkings gable whispers and also you have to promise not to push me off of something later like you did before okay bye <laughs> because i'm i'm still mad that i've gone so far for travis and he's still willing to like do things because the Morgan told him to. Well, I Very have upset. to. Look, we've all got promises all over the place, okay? No, I've got one and it's you. Have I promised anything to anybody? <laughs> hmm. Okay, so maybe so. it's just a me thing. But still, <laughs> you can't fault me. I can. I do. <laughs> Well, there was something juicy there. Travis, why why is it that you believe that you can't be faulted for that? I've just got a lot going on. You know, I'm trying to look, look, as far as I'm aware, I'm the only one. And I know what you're going to say, so save it. I'm the only one currently tangled up with some, you know, uh, uh, powerful otherworldly being. And I know you were. But you killed him. You hear the crew chorus of boo. <laughs> <laughs> and that I, that impacts my life in ways that are inconvenient at best. We all talk to the luminaries. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> why do why did we let Jerry sit at our table? <laughs> Jerry's like a, a talking bass. That's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a talking bass no, no, that Dreff has. <laughs> but it has it has some properties of a Furby where it can like repeat what you say. Mail <laughs> <laughs> <Mal>, your wife. <laughs> Mail your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Just your journey is your journey. My only thing that I want you to do is to stop hurting us in your journey. That's fair. That's not a yes. I'll say two things. There should be no, no. Hold on, because I think you're going to like at least one of them. Uh, mm. I'll say yes. Okay. I will stop hurting you. And two, I think that shows real growth because (laughs) a younger Travis wouldn't have said yes. There, sure. (laughs) Okay. Congratulations on thank the personal you. growth. That's thank you. Was that so hard? Was that so hard? Apparently so. For for who? For whom? I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's it it seems like you two and Jerry are having a really hard time with this, and I just I'm letting you know that I will not hurt you anymore, and also you're welcome. He's an old mailer. <laughs> I don't remember auditioning. <laughs> no, Dreff's had this the Dreff. whole time. You can go back, and even if he doesn't talk, he's there. <laughs> wow. He's been in every scene. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the seance. He's a ghost! <laughs> <laughs> we, we cut back to fighting the mariner. <laughs> he pulled the Kasarigama from the future! <laughs> <laughs> we we cut back to the scene where Dreff first discovers that Gable's an angel. They're an angel! <laughs> uh, we cut back to when Dreff is like, when they bring the captain's corpse in and there's like, he's dead! He's dead! 
<laughs> Trevor's like just like trying to cover <laughs> the captain's the dead. mouth. <laughs> and then we cut further back to Dref at a garage sale, a haunted garage <laughs> sale, <laughs> holding up a bass fish. And it's like, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm the soul this of a man the, inside the me. The best decision I've ever made. I'm perfect. I'm, I'm haunted. I'm haunted by a man. You'll regret this. <laughs> I'm haunted by a man who cares about very specific things. Junior Mint. Uh, yeah, that'll be ten dollars. <laughs> I'm really excited to see where this fish goes. This is huge. The spinoff. Courier's Call season three. Yes. Courier's fish. Uh. So Travis. What else? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We could talk about the captain. We could talk about, we we could do a nice little wrap up. But I feel like if we just sit in this room and talk, it's going to get boring. <laughs> <laughs> we could do, we could do a puzzle. It's been a while since we've done a puzzle. But we did that the last time. I, I can't tell if that hit or not. <laughs> well, here's here's something that I've learned is it doesn't matter if it hits the first time and it doesn't matter if it hits the second time. It's when you get to the eighth or In ninth the eighth time. time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then no matter what, it's going to hit. You you just push until it hits. It becomes it, it becomes so hard it sells t-shirts. <laughs> I have one. I have one of the shirts. And Jessica has a different shirt. <laughs> I, I want what puzzle do you grab? Well, aren't the puzzles in the captain's office? Oh, maybe. Because for the 10,000-piece puzzle, it doesn't fit in Dref's office, so we have to go to the captain's office <laughs> to do our puzzles. Yeah, I like that. I would like your group to go to the captain's office to get a puzzle. Okay, don't say can, it like that. So in Dref's belongings, he kept uh, a lot of, you know, Dref things, haunted bass plaques, things of the like – in sorting through one of the boxes, we pretty early on found a small like puzzle box that <gasps> it's oh, no. like because I I've like this was a gift that my folks gave to me years ago where it's like it's a box but there's an internal locking mechanism that you have to rotate it in a certain way up, down, like pitch, y'all, all all that jazz. And by getting the right sequence, then you are able to open it. I feel like there might be something like puzzle related, but also weird and magical that we could be like, it's something that we, we put five minutes into anytime we have a puzzle day where it's like, all right, we're done with the puzzle. Let's do five minutes of the puzzle box and we never figure it out. But yeah, it's like, all right, so now it's time for, for more puzzle box stuff. And, and all of our other puzzles are like training for the puzzle box. Yes. <laughs> like, because if we figure out these puzzles, like, then eventually we'll be good enough to open the puzzle box. We can we can figure out yeah. the puzzle. <laughs> so I, I think Jonnet pulls this puzzle box off the shelf and, like, begins to rotate it and give it a flick. And for a while, Gable and Travis are, like, exchanging glances that are a bit icy and frustrated with one another. Travis, when he's not doing that, is looking distantly out the window uh, to a long distance on the horizon. But eventually, there's a click from the puzzle box and everyone, like, (gasps) freezes. The puzzle box doesn't open. But everyone freezes to look at it, and the three of you are drawn once again into the old adventure of trying to open the puzzle box. And we zoom out of the window, out to see the ship, the Uhuru, as it sails towards the moon and its future adventures. We can see sweeping now back behind the ship into the window of the captain's office. And we draw farther in and we can see that the captain is looking over a set of maps and he is trying his hardest to write notes. We can see that there is a frustration of going through different movements to get a delicate 
flourish in his finger to draw a certain letter. And after a few times, we see him actually like nail the flourish. And with that, we can see like a small smile begin to creep across the captain's mouth. And that's where we'll call our episode for now. Scotty Jackson. Part one. Okay. Slam. He has a friend named Julius. Julius, who is a, a young childhood friend of his, who passed away very suddenly uh, from a in. He was very ill, and no one could find. Uh, it was a real Balto situation. There was a medicine that was coming for his friend Julius across a great mountain top, but poor Julius passed away before the Balto could get his medicine to him. So <laughs> the, the drink he made in tribute. It's called an Orange Julius. Part two. <laughs> we think that Orange Julius, uh, we think that he passed away. And, like, that was just the first Balto. The second Balto comes and has that beautiful vaccine that Orange Julius needed. And it was a really <laughs> wonderful story. You thought that things were going to go different. But Julius did pass away, unfortunately, when he fell off a cliff. And that's a different. That's something you can't come back from. But there, this Balto 2 does have a different Julius. Um, Julius Meinl, who loves, who, who's so sleepy. Julius Meinl is so sleepy, and Balto so Two so is going sleepy. to bring a big pot of coffee to wake up Julius Meinl so that he can go back to his job in the napkin factory. Oh, and he's he's got his little uh, Balto Two has a little Saint Bernard mm-hmm. yes. thing that's full of coffee, mm-hmm. <laughs> his little barrel, and and he has another one that's full of cream and another one that's full of sugar. <laughs> oh my God! Full this this dog sounds encumbered. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's why he's so slow. <laughs> so, uh, Julius Meinl's so sleepy. Part three. All right, so in Balto 3. Balto 3 is now Balto's, it, it's it, it's a, a vacation trip. So they, it's a completely different. Balto uh, goes it, Hawaii. Balto, Balto goes Hawaii, yes. And Balto learns how to, <laughs> gotta learn how to surf. But someone's uh, <laughs> gotta learn. No, no, at, no. at sea. Now, Liz, Correct me if I'm wrong. There, there are rules that say dogs can't surf, right? Uh, there is no rule. Oh, that says dogs can't surf, Johnny, unfortunately. Dummy. So, no. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, they, they come to save someone at the surf competition. But turns out, someone needs to replace that surfer at the surf competition. So Balta really needs to step in. It's Does actually better than there's any right to be. It's really <laughs> people. People said that the third is really kind of the high water mark of the series. <laughs> <laughs> we return once again to the long line of prospective new sky pirates who all hope to join the infamous crew of the Uhuru. There is a man who kind of like saunters off the line. He's got kind of orangish like tan skin it looks very leathery like he tans intentionally way too much he's covered in like freckles he's got a worrying mole on his chest that can easily be seen because his shirt is is cut very low he walks over to the table he's got uh, headshots and resumes in his hands and he kind of like throws them up almost as if they're confetti and then he leans on the stool that's in front of all of you on an elbow on the stool instead of sitting on it. You made Can't a mess. These. What? Which Name one of is these? Slick. Two things you need to know about me. One, I am or was Spitz boyfriend. And two, I'm also a big sex pervert. A couple couple questions. What do you mean am or was? <laughs> exactly what I said, my man. Okay. That's that, uh, that helps zero. Pretty obtuse. No, that seems about spot on. 
We didn't leave things in a very clear place. Oh, is that why you two aren't like talking directly to each other? Yeah, you guys are you're, you're talking at opposite, direct opposite ends of the room to a mirror. Yeah, that's actually that other that's a court mandated order that we're under. <laughs> it's not that I have a restraining order against him or he has a restraining order against me. It's that the court has ordered us not to directly <laughs> interact. Okay, you do realize that this is the one place then. That that would be so difficult. It's not, so it's not a civil straining order. It's a criminal restraining order. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it's part of our parole. Uh, otherwise, we would be put in horny jail forever. Okay. That All honestly right. sounds – I would love for the two of you to talk to each other so that I never have to see either of you again. <laughs> well, I mean, he he's – the the resume seems to be in order. I feel like we should consider it. All, all it has to happen. We don't have to talk, but we can interact in other no, ways. No. You're, you are, I refuse you, to believe that the court s- said specifically you can't talk, but anything else is okay. I feel like that's the opposite. I feel like anything you do is in direct violation except for talking. Uh, of a court the of law. Court, uh, it was a very specific order. Said no mouth stuff. Okay, that's very different from <sighs> talking. <laughs> but does include talking in its purview. Legally, sure. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's, a bit, see, it's a safety issue. So if there was an emergency on the boat, if we hired you both, and you two are limited in your interactions by a court of law... Mm-hmm. Then uh, you understand how that is just simply untenable. Uh, like to, uh, if I could bounce back, you're a pirate ship with I, safety oh, precautions and very but, strict boating procedures. And right, I, and I mean, here's the thing: the uh, the court of law. You know what? We're a pirate ship. Yeah, point the law. But they probably i'm i'm picking some stuff up already that i don't know if i want to be in close proximity to 24/7 you know it, it, you it's absolutely not a- should not be in close proximity to it it cannot be healthy for you to be in close proximity so, to it something okay. very important that i think we're all missing is i do believe jonet said blank the law i said boink the law were you <laughs> boink the law okay yes. so you are you we are allowed to say Bad words here. We are pirates. Yeah, I know. I know. I was. It was uh, <laughs> honestly. Honestly, I can't. I started walking. I started walking up to fuck the law, and then I was oh, like, "Oh, there it What's is." A, you know, no, yeah. Look, here's the thing. I again, we are a pirate chick. Fuck the law. But in that instance right there, I truly did think of something. I I've been I've I've spent some time with. Uh, I've been thinking about my dad recently, and that's one thing that he would say. He would walk up to a fuck, and he would say, boink. <laughs> that's incredible. Precious. Extremely precious. I'm looking forward to that future plot arc more and more now. You are not part of this conversation, Spit. This is not about you and your former lover. This is about I'm at the table. I Spit. have a voice. Spit, no, you I can... will not be silenced unless you, must you can abstain. boink off, Spit. Boink off. Hey, boink off and go bunk yourself. And eat Spit. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, slick spit. Oh, it's awful. It's oh. think about it, it gets worse. How that combination? It's a good combination. Oh. All right, you two people. Are here's talking. a scenario. Here's a scenario. All right, we're in the air. It's heated. It's intense. We're flying. We're 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 ducking and dodging. Things are happening. We need a line thrown from one end of the the deck to the other. All right, y'all two are gonna have to look at each other in order to make that connection. Okay, what happens if y'all lock eyes and suddenly everything else fades away and you get lost in each other's eyes and and suddenly we lose two crew members because they're boinking. Look, I will say those are the two crew members that I would most like to lose. So in this hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you suggesting that this panel has a problem with two people who in the middle of the heat of battle might 
move themselves from their responsibilities and perhaps start kissing each other. Are you saying we can that only this have one? Has a problem with that? We can only afford one. One couple like that. One per per five year period. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. One. One. It's a. It's a. It's an endearing uh, entanglement. Okay. Two. Okay. That's that's just a faulty crew. But we're not even talking about kissing here. We're not allowed to do mouth stuff. There's a lot of stuff that we can do that's not mouth stuff, and it leaves us more mobile and limber. I don't want to think about you being mobile or limber. Mm-mm. Okay? Mm-mm. <laughs> and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Spit, what did you see in this person? Well, I mean, I imagine about exactly what he sees in me. And primarily, what did I see in this person? And what did he see in me? We saw each other in each other. And we made it work for a short while. Okay. Or we are still making it work. Again, we didn't leave things in a way that really settled them. There are a lot of unsettled feelings flying back and forth. It's like, so it, who would get fined? If you were in violation of your order, would it be us for allowing it? Would it be our liability or whose liability would that be? Well, I mean, that, that's that's I think still squarely on the shoulders of the offender. OK, so we're not taking on liability. Um, well, I mean, that's more of a question for overboard because, you know, really any incident involving me, that's an HR nightmare. Okay, but spit. You know, yes, you got your you you're sex crazed. All right, sometimes we get that, but you're also sometimes. The, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I heard it after I said it. But <laughs> you're also the voice of reason. Now, if you ask yourself, if you truly ask yourself to be honest with yourself, do you think that you could be a productive member of this, depending on what time of year it is, trash fire of a ship? Do you think that you could really keep it together in the way that we need you? Be honest with yourself, Spit. Spit, you know, takes a moment to think, and he sighs. <sighs> Slick, I, I think, I think I, I really can't deny the wisdom in these words. Last time we we didn't really leave things, uh, you know, in a clean place. We we didn't we didn't have an end. You still could be. My current boyfriend, or maybe you are my ex. <laughs> I think perhaps it's best to put a period on this sentence and make that decision. But not before one last no. totally no. gross. No, absolutely. Rude no, round no. All right, let's get out. gets a broom get and starts whacking. Everybody, we're just going <laughs> to out the door. Take a break. <laughs> Here's I close start flying as people are scattering <laughs> away. Oh God! Oh God! I think the window. Thing that We've we got to get out the window. Acknowledge is that obviously Spit and Slick both belong in horny jail, but <laughs> more importantly than that, whoever wrote this email to us truly deserves to be in horny jail more than anyone in this Zoom call. <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. Welcome to Character Creation Cast, a show where we create and discuss characters, the best part of role-playing games, with guests using their favorite systems. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter. And I'm your other host, Amelia Antrim. Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. 
It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like Asians Represent. Asians Represent celebrates Asian creators and diversity in the gaming community. Join hosts Agatha Chang and Daniel Kwan as they discuss gaming, genre, and representation with their guests and occasionally argue with each other about the sound of Agatha's beloved Airhorn app. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my other podcast, One Shot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y. Or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the skies.